Good morning and welcome. You've got Dustin Atwood here in the studio. We have a much different show today, which I'm pretty excited about. Before I introduce our guest, I wanted to wrap up a little bit of last week's show. Uh, I got a little wordy and we ran out of time. So if you are in the market for a used car, I encourage you to go back and find that podcast. The main consensus that I wanted to put out there is my top 10 list typically were anything from mid to late 2000s, you know, your 05 to probably 2012. Those are ranking right now at the highest dependability ranking across the board. Not that if you've got a later model car, it's not a fine car, but they take more maintenance and care than folks are used to, and you may buy somebody's unmaintained and bag of problems. So view that show if you if you have time or in the market for a used car or have friends or family. I strongly recommend you to follow some of that advice because I guarantee, and I don't do this very often, that it will save you significant heartache and your pocketbook as well. But that's not what today's show is about. I have Lois Schulte in here today. How are you? Good morning. So excited to have you in here. Uh, I start every one of our guests off the same. It's kind of like the Marvel comic series where you have to give your origin story. So tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got to where you're at in the automotive industry, if you don't mind. So I, my husband and I own A1 Custom Car Care. I uh, started in the automotive industry as a receptionist uh, working for David Weiser and the Weiser family who owned a1 muffler and brake and Seaberg muffler and brake at that time. Um, that was back a long time ago, 1994. <laughs> That's awesome. Worked for them for many, many years, advanced into the company, um, into a management role, which is where I met you. Yep, that's correct. I remember that very, very fondly. Yep. I hired you as a very young man, and you left me. I did. But then you came back. <laughs> I sure did. It was a great thing. <laughs> it's, it's been really great. So... Just had an opportunity, uh, Mr. Weiser, who I consider my mentor, David, uh, was having a bad health uh, situation that he was dealing with, um, and it was he was really struggling, and at that point in time, he came to me and said, hey, would you want to buy the business? And I'm like, David, I would love to, but my, my husband has no tolerance <laughs> for risk, so I just don't think so. Well, lo and behold, believe it or not, he was like, you know, let's at least listen to him. And so we did, and we had an opportunity to purchase the business from David. That's about six years ago, and, you know, it's 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 had its challenges. It has, yeah. It has had its challenges, but it's really been great. We've so had I feel some like victories as well, too. We have. It's like I always tell you, sometimes you mm-hmm. got to look backwards yep. to, to be able to tell if you're gaining any ground, and we've definitely done a lot in the last six years. You know, when you talk about, you know, uh, being open to risk, you know, hopefully that speaks volumes that, you know, when you and Kenny were kind of making those decisions that, you know, the company has been so solvent for so long and has really, um, you know, done very well in the industry and then kept up with the changes. Um, you know, I, I'd like to think that that plays a part that it wasn't so much risk, you know, maybe when you guys were talking about it, that, you know, it's a proven machine, if you will. I mean, they, uh, you know, I since the mid late 70s probably when jack 
initially started? For sure. And I I try to tell Kenny, I'm like, it's not like we're doing a startup. Right. People that are out there starting a brand new business, oh my goodness, I have so much respect for them because building it from the ground up has got to be hard. And you wear so many hats (laughs) when you try to do that. And that point in time, you know, when, when you and Kenny bought the company, you know, I had been, you know, a part of that family for a long time. And it was really and still is very awesome to get some perspective from somebody that's not necessarily been in that. So Kenny's insight is always very eye-opening to me because sometimes, you know, I'm in the midst of it so much. I need somebody to be like, hey, nah, not so much or yeah, whatever, you know, and, and, and to heed that advice is really cool. You have done that for me for years as well. So I appreciate that so much from both of you guys. Yeah, I really feel like Kenny brings a lot to it, you know. He spent so many years in a customer service industry mm-hmm. that he is always very, very much focused about the customer and the customer yep. experience. And so he brings a lot of value, I think, in his role as well. And that reflects, I think, you know, we do a lot of management shows on here, and hopefully that helps. I know I've talked to a lot of other professionals out there that are not in the automotive field that have shared, you know, hey, why do you guys do this? What about this? And and that reflection from top throughout the rest of our, our team really is a big deal that we are focused on the, the customer. You know, we are not in a business, um, you know, where you're putting in custom stereos and lighting kits and those are the the yay repairs or, or modifications. Typically, you're coming to see us because you're in trouble at right. this point in time. So focused on owning that trouble and, and, and really seeing that through to a positive or even better than original resolution is what we're all about. And you guys own that just as much as the rest of us. So yeah, most of our customers are not coming to make a fun purchase. Yeah, It's usually a very stressful time for them. So sure. it really is something that we try to be sensitive to and think about, you know, what's going on with them whenever their car breaks down. Cause that's a big deal. It is. And it's never a timed or very seldom is it a time stoppage. You know, yes. it's not like, Oh, you know, I'm a commercial driver we're due for routine maintenance here. Or I'm a, a pilot and the maintenance schedule's here. It's typically, hey, I need to get to where I'm going and I'm not making it on what I've got to work with right now. So, But I will say I think you guys have done an excellent job both in the radio and our staff at educating about maintenance. I see our maintenance sales growing and I'm so thankful and proud of that because I feel like that is where we are going to deliver value to mm-hmm. our customers of not having those breakdowns and those stressful times and teaching them how important it is to maintain those vehicles. We used to be able to get away with, I don't want to say just oil changes, but you know, for a long, long time, that was the main, main service. And the cars tolerated it back then. They were cast iron. They were very robust built. They were not necessarily all that efficient, uh, fuel economy or performance-wise, and you could get away with oil changes. And that is the mindset that, as a company, we are making sure we push out there that that's not what it is now. We're dealing with small displacement engines. Uh, you know, instead of a V8, you may have a turbocharged six or four cylinder and running under forced induction and boost. All of those buzzwords, if you will, mean performance, but increased and different maintenance approach is what it is specifically that we come to market with because we see the consequences and you know yeah we're in automotive repair and 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 a big nice repair is always nice but that's not why we come and show up every day we come up and show up to give that service side of it 
yeah, we can fix it when it's broke, but yes, we can also keep it from breaking down. Yes. And I love that part of the business. That's what really gives me that well. charge. Yes. You know, you and Kenny are prime examples. Your personal vehicles. I'm always so, so proud of those. You <laughs> yeah. know, you guys aren't rolling in Bentleys or anything quite yet. You know, maybe that's on your bucket list yeah. down the road. But, you know, Kenny's, uh, he does have a very nice late model truck, but he's got his truck from, from back in the day. Yeah. And it looks awesome i mean i can't tell you how often i'm in the shop and we're bringing a customer out and they're like wow whose truck's that you know because it just rings care and preventative maintenance your car the same way yeah we've taken your car on many long trips going for different training or different things and that thing never misses a beat you've taken good care of that thing so i think that's a testimonial and that's why we take such serious approaches because we live and eat and this is how we work in our lives as well yeah kenny drives a 1996 truck that's his daily driver i drive a 2008 chevy impala so when i say i like taking care of them Uh and keeping them and driving them and i my favorite thing about my car is that it's paid off (laughs) trust me i can relate to all of our customers and that's what i want them to experience as well like keep it and pay it off and and we've done from it we've done some significant repairs we have yes but you're reaping the return on those investments for, you know, every day you have it, you know, going from that point forward. Like you say, it is paid off. That's a, a huge, you know, what I always uh, consider that noose around your neck. You know, that debt just tightens and tightens and tightens and tightens. When you can live without some of that stuff and, and uh, you know, make some fun decisions maybe, you know. Folks, instead of having to buy a new car every three to five years, maybe get a camper or a boat or you know, whatever your extracurricular is and enjoy life a little bit. So, and yeah, that just... recent decision to put a transmission in it has mm-hmm. made me decide I'm going to drive it for a little bit longer because yep. that was not cheap. No, it was not. But you, like you say, you know, we, we don't just come in here every week and talk about that. Yep. We do it. Yep. Um, our shop truck is probably one of the biggest testimonials we've got. I'd have to ask Kenny. He, he runs that truck, but it's a six liter gas engine Chevrolet pickup. I think it's probably an 05, if I remember right. 2005, yeah. And I guess that's got to be 350, 375, somewhere yeah, in there. Somewhere between 350 and 400,000 miles on it. And Original it runs engine. to, you know, northwest Arkansas, typically weekly with low. It ain't very pretty anymore. It is not. It, it is a work truck. <laughs> but it performs and does a great job. So it does. we live, eat, and breathe that all as well. So that's what we're trying to do for everybody out there is to kind of show a proven process of what works and give you some freedom to make some choices. And if you're informed on the choices, that's really where the power comes from. That's such a big, big deal. And as the industry changes, you know, I've always thought that when you buy a new car, it should come with a little bit of a training manual with it as well of how to care for it. And they used to, but uh, the industry's gotten away from that. So we're trying to fill that void. We do need to take a break. When we come back, we're going to kind of drop a bomb on everybody. Hopefully it's a good one. But we're going to share some love and care for our team and staff that may affect everybody that's listening. We'll be right back after after the break. Welcome back. You've got Dustin Atwood, Lois Schulte, owner, uh, partial owner, I suppose, of A1 Custom Car Care. I've been, uh, <clears throat> had the privilege of working for you. I don't know if you've, you know this, but uh, 2023 will be 20 years that I have been able to uh, say that I'm a part of the family at A1 Custom. Wow. Yeah. So we're knocking on that door. I honestly had forgotten 
until I was in the office and looking at, uh, you do such a great job of putting our credentials up on the wall. And that was up on the wall. I'm like, wow, am I really getting that old? Have I been doing this that long? I don't see no gray, honey. You're fine. (laughs) I'm working on it for (laughs) sure. Or I should say everybody else is working on it. So, yeah. So I want to talk about, and the reason, the main reason we had you on the show is we're going to do some changes today on custom car care. And you and Kenny, and and this means a tremendous amount to me and the rest of the team, because we've all talked about this. Um, We're going to change up our hours a little bit. Do you want to kind of talk about that and kind of bring that into what and how that's going to affect everything? Yeah, I do. I mean, I I almost feel like you should make the announcement. Fair enough. Even though you resisted <laughs> my my idea for a little bit, I think you're on board now. I, I really am. So we are a Monday through Saturday, 8 to 5 company, and we've been that way at least the, you know, the 18-ish years I've been with the company and probably many years prior to that, I would assume. Um, and as the industry has changed, I talk a lot about our talent that we have attracted and what we have to offer that's different. You know, when I talk about, you know, the 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 level of technician with Jason, Harlan, James, Eddie, you know, we have some David, Roger. I mean, we have some rock star people. And and that's truly what we're about. And they have always been okay with the Saturday portion of it. I mean, you do a great job being uh, flexible when we need something off. A lot of times we have such depth that I will cover on a Saturday and, and, and work a many of them myself. And that is an important day for a lot of you out there, and we are definitely aware of that. But as we have continued to grow as a company, we've come to a decision that in order for us to keep offering that high-level technician that that I basically come and share with you all every week, that we needed more of those high-level technicians. And that's a, it's a fantastic thing. That means a lot of you out there are coming and allowing us to give you that high-level service that we're famous for. Um, Saturdays was going to be a deal, and we needed to attract and continue to grow that as well as you guys asked the team that we have now what appealed to them, and Saturdays was the biggest thing. So we are doing some extra things, hopefully, to help throughout the week to make sure we're still taking care of your cars. Um, but you guys listened to us and said, hey, you know, we're going to break on the Saturday deal, and we're going to do 7.30 to 5.30, Monday through Friday. Correct. Is that pretty accurate? That is correct. So and- the first Saturday in June, the 5th, we will not be open for the first Saturday I mean, unless it was a holiday yep. for the first Saturday ever. Yeah, so. that's a that's a big deal. And that speaks volumes because you're right. I was like pushing back on that. Like, no, we can't do that. Um, but the big scheme of things, we will have more horsepower as far as skill set Monday through Friday than we've ever had before on a consistent basis. Um, we've already acquired some new talents since we've internally started doing this, which is really exciting for me. You know, I, I love getting to see... Uh, people be attracted to what it is we do and take notice of it. Um, obviously, a lot of you out there as, as our customers and friends have, but on the professional side of it, that's a very big compliment. I've talked many times about customers driving from Cassville, Bolivar, Buffalo, Crane. Um, we had one towed, I think, from Lebanon here recently. You know, you all drove by a lot of shops in order to come and seek our service. That's the same thing at the at a very high level when you get a high-level technician that comes knocking on your door and says, hey, I'd like to be a part of what you have going on here. So 
you guys sat down and really thought about this, listened to everybody. Um, what was kind of your internal thought process? You were obviously very motivated that this was something important. I, I know I'm asking those hard hitting questions and putting you on the spot here. Um, you guys are a very family oriented family and that extends out to all of us. So I'm sure that that had a big part to play in that. Yeah. So the why of it, obviously it's a huge decision because we always want to be there for our customers. And we know that Saturday is a big deal for some people, particularly if you're in a, in in a pickle and something happens on Saturday for you to be able to bring it to us. So that was the hardest part is realizing that we were not going to be there on Saturday for all the customers who've been used to, you know, having us available. So that was tough. But I mean, when you really, when you boil it down, it was really looked at it from two different positions. One kind of a personal principle and the other one was the professional side of it. And from the personal principle side of it, you know, Kenny and I have a big family. You know, we have three married children. We have nine grandchildren and time with family to us is so valuable. And we don't just have our family. We have a work family, too. And we, have, we look at it that way. All the people that work for us, the guys you're talking about every mm-hmm. day, Eddie, David, I mean, all of our staff, we, most of them have been with us for a long time. We know their wives, their kids, everything, what's going on with them. And so that's very important to us, too. And, yes, we did a survey, and we gave them some different things about, you know, what would be valuable to you. And Saturdays off came in very, very high yeah. that this was an important um, important thing for them. So, you know, from that aspect of it, them having time with their family, I mean, it's so important to Kenny and I. You know, we want to be able to give them that same experience where there's, they have those weekends off and could do things with their family. So that was a big driver of it. Um, the other side of it would be, yes, we have had situations where we are interviewing or trying to attract and hire um, people that <clears throat> very high-end, very high-level skills. Yes. And I'll just tell you guys, I've been in the industry long enough and have seen it evolve that if you think that a automotive technician is a grease monkey anymore, they are not. No. They are highly skilled, highly sought after. They are as smart as any computer technician because they deal with computers. They make tremendous amounts of investments in their tools. Yeah. They a lot of times work in very difficult conditions. <laughs> yes, I and can. a really good one, oh my, they they are they are white collar workers even if they're not viewed as white collar workers and so if you're going to attract and retain some of the best ones you have to offer them a benefit package and something that's valuable to them is the Saturdays off and so it was very difficult to make the decision but that was another driving force of it is that we want to make sure that we are offering our current staff but also future staff yeah. the ability to have that time off and they're they're not all created equal, and they're not just on every corner out there to where you find that high level technician, service advisor, manager, etc. They're a, a pretty small pool, and <clears throat> there's many of you out there at, at the dealership level that you know I've known for many years. Other independent shops, you know, it's a very small group of folks. You know, it may be a technician in a few towns over, but if you're at that elite level, there's probably some kind of a uh, seven degrees from Kevin Bacon kind of feel for, uh, you know, of us, or we know of you. And it really, you're right. The folks that do it at a high level are just not at every shop, unfortunately. And that's what we share a lot of times. And and if you've got somebody at another shop, it doesn't have to be one of our A1 customs and you're getting good service. You're very fortunate. 
what we're sharing with you is what to expect, what you need to be looking for. It's just not okay to get mediocre service. And as we grow, a lot of companies do it in a manner and they, they sacrifice, you know, their processes and procedures in order to grow. And they just get somebody that kind of does the job. That's not something that we're doing. As as every time that I come and sit down on Saturdays with everybody and talk to you is, hey, we are industry professionals. And Correct. that is what we're about. And as we continue to grow, we need to continue to have more and more of those high-level industry professionals um, and that's what this is all about as far as I'm concerned is is continuing that level of service now we're not just taking away from everybody out there we're doing a couple of different things um, we are eight to five at this point uh, Monday through Saturday we're going to go 7 30 to 5 30 to give some flexibility before and after yes so that's going to give you some options for drop-off service or pickup service. Um, we have always had our drop box service, which is a steel box uh, bolted or fastened to either the front of the building or the sidewalk, that if you need to drop off your car, it's a secure method. Um, we do have camera and surveillance systems at our locations to make sure that if something does happen, God forbid, that we can track it and keep an eye on everything, as well as... Um, Uber has been a big part of it to where yes, we help. that's been a great resource for us. Shuttle our customers as well. And so we're doing a lot of things trying to get, uh, you know, it is less stressful or take some of that stress away when you run into those issues. So um, the the day of the turnaround quick repair is, is dwindling away. I'm sure you've noticed that. Yes. And... Our ability to protect your typically second largest investment, you know, typically it's your homes, your first, your automobiles, your second, or your fleet. You know, we have a lot of folks that have uh, large families and they have a fleet. And I'm sure from your side of it, you know, you've been in the industry for for a good amount of time. You've seen that changed where it was turnaround service and that's not really what we're doing anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, we have very nice waiting rooms and we do have people that come and sit in the waiting room, but it's rare anymore. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's rare is most of our repairs take a lot longer. It's not, a, like you said, the quick in and out. I mean, we still do oil changes. We mm-hmm. still do services like that. But for the most part, it, nobody wants to come and sit. No matter how nice they are, they yeah. don't want to sit there for four or five hours. Well, and, and the intricacies of the repairs are so much different than yes. they used to be. You know, the, the quote-unquote tune-up, and I use that very loosely it's just not what it once was. You know, there's a lot of other things going on. When you talk about variable valve timing, gasoline direct injected, uh, forced induction, those processes complicate things. They they have their pluses. Obviously, performance and fuel economy are my number one and two there. Um, but your process to take care of those, anybody's opened their hood lately. A lot of times you you can't even see the engine in there, let alone try and figure out what you're going to do with that if you're a do-it-yourselfer. So we continue that education to make sure that we are in good shape going forward. Um, when you started with the company, what was our main focus? What was our bread and butter back in the day? I mean, we were pretty much muffler and brake. Mm-hmm. We started out, actually, at, at before my time, it was only exhaust. Wow. So I, I opened that door because I have watched you broaden our horizons and keep an eye on the changes of the industry. And that's what we share here a lot. Um, when I started with the company, you were just kind of getting us into diagnostics and automotive repair. 
you know, we may had one person in the building that did some repair work. We still had brake guy and, and a muffler guy. And that's not where we're at today by any stretch of the word. No, it is. It is not. And mufflers and the exhaust part of it has always been a big uh, cornerstone, mm-hmm. I guess, that we built the company on. And that has really been a challenge to make sure that we keep mm-hmm. that, that we keep those skills. We still do stock a lot of I mean, that's pretty much only thing we stock anymore mm-hmm. as far as parts. And that's another thing when you're talking about how the industry's evolved. Do you remember how many parts we used to oh, stock? Yeah. I mean, that's why people could come in and we could get their brakes done and they, we could kick them out, you know, an hour and a half, whatever, because we had those parts there on our shelf. Mm-hmm. We can't do that anymore. The business has changed. It the has. cars have changed. And thankfully, that is honestly what attracted me a lot to the company is that it was willing to change. You know, there's a lot of shops out there that are doing the same thing that they were, you know, 10 years ago. They were super successful. They were super busy. And all of a sudden you drive by those shops now and they're a ghost town. You drive by one of our shops, unfortunately, and I don't mean this in in any kind of a negative way. You got to work to find a place to park. Yes. And that's a blessing. I'm not I'm not talking about that as a negative, but it's no different than why I go to get uh, a nice meal if they're busy. They're probably going to take good care of me, and I'm going to enjoy that service. If there's nobody there, there's probably nobody there for a reason. So we need to step into a break. we got plenty more to go over and share with you all as soon as we come back after this. All right, welcome back. You've got Dustin Atwood and Lois Schulte here in in uh, the studio today. I always feel like the first part of the show, you know, it's kind of ho hum, and then the second part, you know, we kind of get more comfortable and 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 things start rolling. So, we were talking before we went into the break of how busy we are, which is a, a blessing and a great thing. We talk about that all the time, but how it's affected, you know, some folks they got to have that service immediately. And that's a little bit of a pain point. So as we talked about closing on Saturdays, which we talked June 5th, I think, is that the correct? That'll be our first close Saturday. Yes, our first first Saturday we will not be open is June the 5th. So even as we talked about this internally, made this decision internally, we started recruiting. Um, not that we don't all the time, but Alan, which I'm so blessed to work with, does such an amazing job finding talent, you know. When we decided this was going to be the move, you know, he really got after it. And he's already found us several candidates that are already starting um, around that June time. So we will be able to continue to offer that level of service and turn cars back quicker. And that's a huge deal. We've always taken a lot of pride for that. You may drive by a shop, and I can think of several around town. I'm sure you do as well that they've got cars sitting there for sometimes months and years. Uh, Typically, you don't find that in any one of our locations. There is a lot of cars there, but they're all in process. And typically, within a day or two, you know, they're in, taken care of, and turned back to the customer, barring it's a large engine, transmission, et cetera, repair. Do you think that's pretty fair? I do. I mean, I think, like we talked about, the the game has changed a little bit. It's It's a longer process to... First, diagnose the car. Correct. Then you got to procure parts, and and it has been challenging in some situations mm-hmm. to get the parts that we need. I mean, like any other business going through the pandemic and everything yeah. else, we've had some supply um, 
issues as well. Well, and, and quality. I've got to interject that Correct. in there. Correct, yes. You know, we offer a three-year, 36,000-mile nationwide warranty on most of our repairs. Um, there are a lot of big bo- uh, big box parts stores around town, and I'm not throwing stones at them. Some of them got some decent stuff, and some of them I'm mm, a little concerned about. Anybody that's been at one of our service meetings knows when you use a line of parts that I am not, uh, it's not Dustin approved that I throw a little little baby temper tantrum out there. But it's because, you know, we want to do it as good, if not better, than when you bought it new. And, you know, Ryan, which has been a huge asset to the company, one of his favorite commercials of his that I, I love and I don't know who came up with it, but he's like, oh, you know, we, we don't get parts from never going to work a stand. <laughs> and that's just the the God's honest truth. You know, it's easy to sacrifice and just throw that part on there and fix it for today. I want it to be fixed for months and years and hundreds of thousands of miles if we can. But we're going to stand behind it and own that part for the next three years or 36,000. We cannot sacrifice that just because of, you know, a day or two here because yeah, it's an inconvenient today, but I sure assure you that it's going to be a huge inconvenient in a month or two when that thing craps out and leaves you stranded somewhere. I mean, we've literally installed parts that didn't work like yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah, you do that very many times and you know we're not using that yep. qual- that level of part again. When I was young in the industry and, you know, customers would push on me a little bit for some of the big box discount parts store parts. Um, or they would compare it, oh, just, you know, I can get it from such and such parts store up the road. Um, and I'm not going to say we haven't or don't ever get anything from them, but we pick and choose because I know what does work and what doesn't work. When I was younger, I would just yield to that and we'd put it on there. And then I had to always deal with the fallout from that. And that was one of the things very quickly, thankfully, I picked up in the industry was like, look, yeah, maybe that's what they want, but that's not in their best interest because they don't live, eat, and breathe what we do every day. And you that know. was hard learned experience. <laughs> yes. yes. You can't learn it in a book or in a classroom. There were many of free hours of working on those cars to get them taken care of correctly that we just said, hey, we're not doing that anymore. We're going to put out as good, and we're not perfect. I think everybody misses that because I say that a lot on the show. We're not perfect. Things happen. But you find out where the rubber meets the road with a company or a person when things don't go well. Correct. And we own those. Those honestly have been some of our hardest and sometimes most costly, but our most valuable lessons that has groomed this company. I hope you kind of see where I'm going with that. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. (laughs) That's why I tell you, sometimes when you have a customer that has a problem and they come back to you, you can you have an opportunity to create an incredibly loyal customer mm-hmm. if you take care of that problem. Yeah. And sometimes it's not cut and dried as to I mean you could basically say hey that's not on us, but we've always tried to go the extra mile to make sure that we own the problem. Yeah. And I think that that has been a philosophy that we've continued to grow that has helped to make us successful. Yeah. You know, our normal just to kind of give you guys an insight when something does come back and we got to take a look at it. Our normal procedure is as quickly as possible to get it in and verify and prove the repair that we did. That's where it starts. At that point in time, we can uh, transparently discuss with the customer on what we know now. If it's related, that's easy. We're going to take care of it. 
If it's not, we're going to have a discussion on what's going on with it now and what the solution is from that point forward. And then the customer is informed to our very best ability. And then they can make whatever decision from there, and we'll do our best to help them through that process. It, a, a lot of folks, in my experience over the years, when they start facing some headwinds, they they just fold up shop, and they get and they do something else that keeps them busy instead of dealing with their primary concern, or you know that unpleasant or that pain point problem. And I watched, thankfully, I had an amazing mentor. She shared with me years ago that you can learn as much from somebody that does things right uh, as when they do things wrong. I'm sure you remember giving me those words in in a time of need. Yes, Uh, I remember. And I appreciate that. So my point was, with that, I watched when people shied away from those those ugly situations. And a lot of times I went over and, okay, you're not going to take care of that. Give it to me and let me see what I can do with it. I probably can't make it any worse. <laughs> but Nowhere let's, to go but up, yeah, right? Yeah, l- let's see what I can do. And very quickly, it started to get a great following at our Fort Street store with some very loyal customers that are still um, devoted to us almost 20 years later. And that store had a great following. I, d- I absolutely don't want to say that I created that. Uh, Steve Mitchell was there for a long time, Ronnie Garden. Uh, had some amazing people. My goal was to to build on what they had already started, take care of those people, and then try and add as many as possible, you know, from that point forward. And we have a ton of folks. I can think of a family that lives out in Ozark. They have been amazing, and they drive for every oil change, for every tire, for every whatever, to our little Fort Street store, and we take care of them for, you know, probably better than 15 years and that was a very ugly situation. That was a referral from another company that we took a look at. They had done some repair work, and it didn't work out. And we ended up having to put an engine in their little blazer. Caroline, right? Yeah. I, and, know, I know Caroline. Uh, yeah. And they still come, and, and I enjoy visiting with them so much. Yeah. So I should probably tell a story on you right <laughs> Please now. Please do. You I'd ready? love to hear it. Ho- hopefully it's not too embarrassing. So he was... When Dustin, when we hired Dustin, we were just talking about this on the break. I think he was 20, 21 years old. Yeah. Was getting married, I think, the weekend after we yeah, hired him. I was. And when I asked him to step into a assistant manager's position, he was kind of like, yeah, he was okay with that. Uh-huh. We had a an experienced manager. He was working at Fort Street. He was very young. He was learning the exhaust. But when I told him I wanted to promote him into a manager position. It wasn't too much past that. It was after he had left and come back. Yeah. And I said, I really want you to take over the management. Said, oh, my gosh. Was that a hard sell? <laughs> he practically begged me, please. I, I, may, I don't think I'm ready for it. And I recommended I, other people, didn't you I? Did. You did. There was another guy who's like, no, make him the manager. <laughs> yep. and I was like, you know, Dustin, I really think that you can do this, and I promise you I will not let you fail. I will be behind you 100%, and I really feel like you have the qualities that is going to make you successful and make us successful. And it's part of what you were talking about. That's what made me think of this story, how you just started owning the problems. Yeah. You did it for our customers, and then you started doing it for our staff, and that has never changed with you. You've always tried to grow, but you've also always been the one that tried to figure out how to do it better, to take the hardest problem on and try to find a solution. And I, I 
am very proud of myself that I recognize <laughs> that in you at such a young age and that you let me talk you into it. Well, I appreciate all the support. And when you told me you wouldn't, you know, like abandon me or let me fail on that, that was really the selling point, by the way. <laughs> and I was going to hold you to that. And you have lived up to it even more than I could have ever hoped for. So I appreciate that greatly. We have one more break that we need to take. We're going to step into it now. We'll wrap up the show after this. All right. Welcome back. You've got Dustin Atwood, A1 Custom Car Care, and Lois Schulte here in the studio today. We've got a brief amount of time. I want to ask, you know, back in the day when you saw us changing, you had a vision kind of on the future. And I believe at this point we have evolved obviously very, very well because we're doing an amazing job in the Springfield and Republic area. What is your vision going forward now? I'm going to put you on the spot here. What what do you think? Well, so we've already established I'm good at talking you into stuff. <laughs> right that you don't know what you want to do yeah you're pretty good at talking me into stuff too i had a good teacher i know (laughs) i know she she was very persuasive and i I took notes of (laughs) what it is we're gonna do and we have done some amazing things you know the seaberg service center uh Mm -hmm. there across from bass pro you know that was a mainstay in springfield yeah for many years but it was at the point that it was dated And for us to do what we needed to and keep up with some of our goals as a company, you and Kenny made the decision, hey, we were going to sell that. And I I think that was a great call. I mean, obviously, Johnny Morris has, you know, uh, expanded in that area, which I think was was needed. And then what did we do? We added a 10,000-square-foot automotive uh, repair facility there on Sunset. Yeah, and I mean, it was a great decision for us because, as we talked about with parts, we just do not stock Mm -hmm. a lot of parts anymore it's not possible yeah um it's not it's not smart and so to be able to take that facility that we were using as a warehouse and make it a repair facility was a really solid decision for us and that that location is it's doing so good it is and anybody that has seen or i think uh, kent and ryan have done an amazing job you can view some of it on social media to see what we're talking about if not, stop by, have a cup of coffee, and say, hey, what do you got going on here if you're not one of our customers already? <clears throat> but what has opened the door at that particular, and we've had many charge accounts or <clears throat> commercial fleet accounts at our other facilities, but never really been able to service a larger fleet account. And that facility just organically, in my opinion, has been able to serve and started to attract a lot of those fleet accounts. You see how many commercial businesses showing up there And you'll see multiple ones on our lot at any given day. And that's a huge, huge testament to having that vision. We couldn't have done that at the old Seaberg location. It just wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and I mean, as we talked about this past week, you know, in the immediate future, we're talking about moving a very large lift to Mm -hmm. that location. It has super high ceilings, so it's very, very conducive for lifting up large vehicles. We're going to get that big lift from, relocate the big lift from Fort Street over there, so... Short term, you know, we're, it's, yes, do I think about other locations or growth? I do, but the, sh- the immediate thing is to solve the problems that are right in front mm-hmm. of you. And one of the big problems is like, okay, so if we open another location, how do we staff it? Right. Because it's been a very challenging, like what you said, we try not to just hire somebody that's yeah 
Like, hey, I can change oil in my own car. Well, that's great, and we're glad that you can do that, but we're looking for a high-level automotive professional, and to find those people has not been easy. So we have, it's more like right now, as busy as we are, for us to be able to build our staff up. And Mm -hmm. then, yes, I'm I'm certainly open to growing. Well, even in the, you know, when you talk about finding that A-level, I interviewed, that's what you guys were looking for, somebody to um, be able to, glean from an amazing uh set of exhaust technicians you know that's there's really no exhaust schools out there there's no books or videos or you know anything on how to do that and that uh we had some top shelf ones that i would put up against anybody and i was very fortunate at just at the right time i got out of my trade school and was you know looking to get into the automotive field i had some welding and fabrication background that I was able to learn from those gentlemen before they retired. And at this point now, it's kind of cool because I'm teaching a lot of our uh, our younger ones how to do some of that stuff. You know, whether it's intricate bolt extraction or, or custom fabricating some of those exhaust systems. And I can remember when I was trying to learn it, it was so frustrating. Like I was working my tail off and just not getting anywhere. And then I would look at, you know, uh, some of our other veterans just make it look just like it was, you know, breathing. It was so easy for them. And uh, I did an exhaust job Thursday from a gentleman from West Plains who was actually in Springfield. He had had some exhaust work done out there. Um, Wasn't really happy with what it was. I'm not sure how long it took them to do that. But within about 20 minutes, I had built most of his exhaust system and he was going to Bass Pro. And he's like, wow. That uh, that didn't take near as long this time as it did the last time. I'm like, well, I've been doing this, you know, for a day or two at this point. And I've always said, if you're really good at your job, <laughs> you make it look easy. That, it yes. doesn't mean it is easy. That is you a make it look fantastic easy. point. Yes. And that's I'm I'm on the other side of that coin now, where I'm trying to share, and and so those skills that were entrusted to me aren't lost, you know, through the rest of our team. You know, we want to make sure we we keep those core competencies, the exhaust brake specialist absolutely and have you noticed the older guys like if we hire a more experienced technician that's been doing it for a while they really don't want to learn that exhaust they don't but the young ones Mm -hmm. they like it are not all of them i mean you kind of have to be the right person i guess it's got to be the right clay yes i agree and we've got some really really rock star ones that do have accepted that challenge and it's really cool to get over that hump to where, like, you're just working and working and working and it's fighting you all the way. And then you start to see some of that stuff unlock. And you're like, oh, yeah, I like this exhaust. This yeah. is great. It's kind of a creative pr- it is. process a little bit. I mean, it's kind of a crass- craftsmanship. Yeah. For years, I've been able to walk under them because A1 Custom and Seberg have done, I'll just confidently say, the majority of custom exhaust work in the Springfield and Republic area for a long time. And I can look and see and just about 95, 99% of the time tell you who did that exhaust job within our company or if somebody else attempted it somewhere else. Yeah. And that's been a lot of pride for us. And we sure haven't lost that and we're not letting up. You know, when you talk about some of our relationships with cutting edge vendors, um, you know, Paradox Exhaust is something we added, I don't know, probably eight or nine years ago, seven, eight years ago now. Um, and then still being a custom fabrication shop to where we build that stuff. Yeah. You know, a lot of folks just order it and it kind of fits. No, we build it to fit. Yeah. And that's a huge, huge difference. You talking about the sunshine area there where the Seaberg muffler was and how some shops don't evolve and they die. Do you yes. remember Bud's custom muffler on the corner? I sure of do. Campbell 
and sunshine. I it do. is no longer there. They did exhaust. They only ever did exhaust, yep. and they never did anything else. And that's what we're where we came from. If we were still doing exhaust, we would have gone the same way that Bud's custom yeah. muffler did. That is an amazing. But point. doesn't mean we're not still proud of those skills mm-hmm. and want to preserve them as much as what we can. Yeah. As far as where we're at now, we're a full line um, repair facility. We do custom, obviously, exhaust. Um, <clears throat> we do a lot of maintenance. We're very, very proud of our maintenance processes to protect your investment. That's not necessarily a driving force for us um, as far as revenue-wise. I mean, you know, we got to keep the lights on just like everybody else. Uh, but we do it to protect your investment. Very, very important. Secondly, we do large, heavy line repair and diagnostic work. Um, when you look at our diagnostic technicians, we've got some darn good ones, and they are very well equipped to get to the root cause of the problem. Um, you may have a couple of problems, but they're going to find it. Our professional service advisor, starting with Alan, Alan has been a rock star setting the bar. He has. And continuing to make sure that the rest of our team, and you know many of them, uh, Macy, Mallory, David, Ryan, uh, Gunner, and Mike. Yeah. That's a real rock star set of folks there. And they have been able to be a great liaison to communicate effectively on what your car needs and make you a part of those repairs. Our digital vehicle inspection is a huge way in this day and age that we've kept up with the times. And you have been, uh, you and Kenny both have been a great, uh, you know, uh, ambassador to make sure that we got the tools we need to take care of business. Yeah, absolutely. I always have this saying that if you uh if you're not growing and changing, you're just dying slower. Yeah. As a business. Yeah. And that's not, you know, people that don't want to get out of the business are going to be attracted to companies that continue to be on the cutting edge of things, you know. Like I said, we have struggles. Things don't go right. They teach us lessons and we grow and move on from that instead of just sweeping them under the rug yep. and thinking, oh, you know, oh, it's just one customer. It's yep. just one family. No, no, that's not how it works. That's a car and we can fix it. We can make sure and take care of them. And if it comes down to a situation where maybe it is more or it's something you don't want to do, at least you're informed and empowered to make the decision whether you fix what you've got or someday maybe you replace it or it serves a different purpose. But that's a big deal to us. That's what we it do. Is. Yes. And you see that passion throughout our company. That's the other thing that I love is when I walk into any of our stores, they all are engaged. They're all fired up with what's going on. They're like, hey, this is new. This is a different technique, a tool, etc." So, Ms. Schulte, thank you so much for coming thank on you. and being with us. I hope maybe we can do this from time to time. Everybody have a safe weekend out there. If you need something done on Saturdays, I think you got one more. So we'll take care of you Monday through Friday, 730 to 530. We'll see you next week at 10.